0: You are listening to motivational quotes and inspirational life stories from real life people just like you. I'm your host, Victoria Johnson. You can learn more about me and my number one bestselling book at victoriajohnson.org. It's time to share our experiences and motivate and inspire you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, listeners and viewers. It's so great to have you back for yet another amazing podcast. I know you hear me say that all the time. I'm really excited about our guest today, though. I just can't stop smiling. She is the founder of Wise Mind Yoga. Her name is Jenny Wise, and she is joining us today to talk to us about burnout and those feelings of being overwhelmed. She has a master's degree in health science. She's an entrepreneur. She does something that is called private yoga psychology, which I'm excited to learn more about. You can find out more about Jenny while we're talking at wisemindyoga.com. And if you go to wisemindyoga.com forward slash meditation, there's some really great treasures there for you. So again, check out wisemindyoga.com. This is Jenny Wise and welcome to the show. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be able to share all this information with everyone and just share my work.
0: Oh, you know, you just have such an inspiring story that I feel like so many people are going to be able to relate to. So can you kind of take us back to the beginning of your healing story, you know, where you were feeling really burned out and overwhelmed? Sure. So that was back in actually 2013.
1: So it's been about seven years and... At that point, I had been going on 20 years, about 17 years of being in the corporate world in a very high stress environment that was the majority of men. I was, you know, a small 1% to 5% of the women in this career. And I worked with a lot of large corporations like Fortune 100 companies. I worked in software. So it was very like there was no kind of stopping point, if that makes sense. It was going 150 miles an hour all the time. I had you know, no, no stress resilience skills, no yoga skills, no meditation skills, did not know what mindfulness was, did not know what self-awareness even was. I wasn't even conscious at the time of the fact I was running 150 miles an hour because I was addicted to work. I was a workaholic. I like to call myself a recovering perfectionist. I was recovering from, you know, I was a perfectionist. I was an overachiever. I was a people pleaser. So All of these... And I had a very loud inner critic voice and I needed a lot of validation from outside myself. So now, 7 years later, I realize all that. But at the time, that's where I was. And I also had some things that had come in from my family of origin. And that's part of the work that I've done through yoga psychology is understanding why did I have some of these patterns, whether it was at work, whether owning my own business, my relationships... And there was a lot of things that was coming up in my personal life that was holding up a mirror for some things that I needed to work through. And so my personal life was going on 15 years of a marriage that in retrospect, I did everything I could do to to stay in that marriage, but it wasn't meant to be, you know, long term. And so I had kind of reached my point in my personal life. I reached my point in my professional life and this like perfect storm came in for me to get burned out. And I actually had to spend some time off of work because I had anxiety, I had depression, and I had insomnia. And so I that was a huge, you know, in retrospect, spiritual awakening for me. I've had multiple since then, but that was my first like big awakening for me to realize like, Something has to change here. And so I started going to therapy was one of my first steps. And the therapist was the one that told me about yoga. And at the time, (laughs) yoga would have never entered my mind, right? I was a Zumba, you know, workout, you know, that type of working out. I always used exercise as a stress coping skill but I had never taken a yoga class. So anyway, that was the start of my journey over this seven-year journey of learning about cognitive behavioral change and breathing techniques and mindfulness and meditation and yoga psychology. That was the starting point for me.
0: Well, that is a therapist that we all wish we had. How great. And I think you make a really valid point because I'm a lot like you are in that for me, the exercise has been this stress buster. It's been, you know, the aggressive cardio. And when I think of yoga, I'm like, oh, God, that sounds painful. Right. Just in the terms of being still. Right? Mm -hmm. We're so used to going 150 miles an hour that all of a sudden we're thinking about being still and it sounds really challenging and really terrifying. And now, of course, since then, having taken several yoga classes, I know the difference, but I understand that personality type. I just want to go back a little bit. And for our listeners and our viewers, I want to ask you how would they recognize if they've got burnout in their life? Well, first of all,
1: you probably might be getting signs physical signs in your body, right? So I was getting these for years. But again, I didn't have that mind-body awareness or that mind-body wisdom to know that my body was trying to send me a sign. So for example, I had elevated blood pressure. I had headaches, constant headaches all the time. I would have issues with my back. So the point being that oftentimes, you know, the stress obviously manifests in your body and in your mind. And it will come out either in anxiety or depression, or insomnia, some kind of physical ailment. And those. that's one way that you'll know that you're starting to get burned out or you're waking up every day dreading going to whatever job you're at. And in conjunction with that, for some people, based on where they are in their spiritual practice, you may also feel a tugging at like, this is not, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life, right? That's a whole nother piece of it that you might feel a tugging, like I'm not feeling like this is having a purpose and I feel like I'm wasting my life. And that was another piece in conjunction with all the other stuff that happened that started coming in for me was what am I doing with my life? This is not... (laughs) I'm not leaving a legacy. I'm not changing anybody's life. I'm not like, what the heck am I doing? So if you're feeling that way, or there might be multiple signs that are coming, whether it's spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically that are coming at you. And so the key is to be able to still your mind and your body to be able to listen. And then once you can hear it, to actually take action on it, if that makes sense.
0: So that's one of the tools that you share with people then with your yoga psychology is to listen. So when you're listening, are you asking the body, what is it that you're trying to tell me, say through the headache?
1: Mm -hmm. Through the headache. And you also can start to train yourself from a fight or flight and stress resilience perspective to start to notice like, oh my gosh, like my heart rate is increasing. You know, my breath is getting shallow. I'm starting to notice my thoughts are racing, right? So there's always signs that are always coming from the body and from the mind. And if we can start to train ourselves, I call it a samurai mind, you can actually start to lessen the amount of times you end up in fight or flight and you're able to get yourself out more often. So that, of course, is going to help you not have to go to that point of burnout or to help you get out of that if you are in burnout, if that makes sense. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about teaching these skills is because I don't want people to end up where I ended up, like to have to get to that place. to learn these skills if that makes sense right like i don't i want to be able to prevent suffering for other people that they Absolutely. don't have to go to that point that i did which was way you know pretty
0: way low down and like my whole life stopped for a few months yes and I think that it's really important what you said is, you know, if you're listening to this, likely you're not at rock bottom because when you're at rock bottom, the last thing you want to do is listen to this, right? (laughs) But if you're listening to this now and you're recognizing those signs in your life, I know I've seen those signs in my life. I've seen them in the lives of people around me, Mm -hmm. you know, all those signs. And like you said, learning to recognize them. And I liked what you shared about The signs being things like elevated heart rate or shortness of breath, you know, just kind of where you feel yourself tipping into that fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. Because one thing that I've noticed is that I don't even have to be in the present moment for that to happen. You know, I can be thinking about something that maybe happened 10 years ago, and then I can recognize that I'm breathing more shallow and so on. Mm -hmm. So how does that work from a memory perspective? So it's
1: interesting
0: because
1: definitely memories can come up and trauma can come up. And that, of course, is going to trigger you and that is going to have a bodily response, right? So that somatic response, as you know, between mind and body. And that's another thing I teach with yoga psychology is you being able to learn your triggers and figuring out what are ancestral patterns in your family that maybe have not been healed. And that is what's causing your triggering. So and could then, you give us an example of that? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then let me just say this before I forget, remind me, I'm going to talk about emotional release because that's important too. Okay. But with the ancestral patterns. Okay. So I'll give you an example of myself. So in my family of origin, we had four generations of verbal and physical abuse that happened and emotional abuse. And by the time it got to me, it was more probably verbal or emotional abuse. And that created a lot of emotional instability in me as far as me not being able to regulate my emotions, right? So I would get really sad or I would have anger or I would have trouble just controlling my emotions. And that is identifying that what we call in yoga, the self-discovery process in yoga psychology to kind of step back and look at how our past is affecting our present so that we can move on to the future. And that doesn't mean like that we're sitting back and we're placing blame on our parents or we're playing a victim role. It's more just an understanding and a self-discovery process of why am I reacting in these situations? Why is this coming out, whether it's in your business or whether it's in your personal life and your relationships? Why am I getting triggered this way? And why am I responding this way? Because... Great questions to ask yourself. So that of course is going to affect, you know, your burnout as well. Because if you don't heal those wounds that continue to get passed down over generations, they will continue to play out until they're healed. So if you are the generation that decides to, what I call, kind of draw a line in the sand to not go forward and bring that to your generation,
0: you're healing not only yourself,
1: but, you know, future generations.
0: Absolutely. By saying this stops here. I love these questions that you've mentioned You know, asking yourself, why am I being triggered? You know, what physical response am I having? Where am I feeling this in the body? And I want to repeat a sentence you said because I think it's really important that the viewers and listeners really take this in to look at your past because it's affecting your present. So look at how your past is affecting your present so that you can move on to the future. That is so beautiful, such a key component in healing our lives. It is. Have you ever heard of The Hero's Journey by Robert? I haven't. Okay, so
1: this is The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell. And I spent, gosh, probably two years of training in Los Angeles in a yoga psychology program, going back and forth. And part of it, what we learned is something called the hero's journey. And basically what it says is there's that intuition coming in again, like whether you listen to the universe, you know, you call it the divine, whatever you want to call it, there is a call coming on your heart or on your soul or in your mind and it's not stopping and it's called answering the call. And so the hero in the story of the hero's journey answers the call. And what is their next step and what we call the threshold of initiation. So what does that next chapter look like in your life? What is your next threshold of initiation? And in order to step into right? That best version of yourself, like they talk about in personal development, because a big part of yoga psychology is personal development. What needs to change or what needs to be healed or what needs to be released in order for you to be able to step into that threshold of initiation and that next chapter. So that's a big part of what the hero's journey is. And is this where the emotional release piece comes in? Yes. So the emotional release piece, right? So when you, one thing I love about yoga therapy and yoga psychology is it does take into account the somatic part of holding on to past trauma, holding on to past emotions, holding on to past stress. And until we release that out of the body and the mind, of course, again, it's going to manifest, right, as disease or as a mental health challenge. And the emotional release is a process we also can call it emotional rinsing where you identify, you know, maybe it's somebody in your life that you're holding on to some kind of anger or resentment an emotional charge around that person. So that's one scenario where I've helped clients that, you know, may have had some trauma growing up and they were holding on to that anger and resentment. So there's actually a way that you can release it. And it's a little bit non-traditional, but it's kind of similar to thinking about, like an animal in the wild that they shake off and they're kind of shifting the energy, right? So you can also, this sounds silly, you can also scream into a pillow as a way to release it.
0: Oh my gosh, it doesn't Um, sound silly. It's it's a needed thing in life. And you also can
1: actually take, I do this with my clients where you actually take, in my case, I use a padded bat. I can grab it and show you really quick. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: While you grab it, I just want to share with the listeners and viewers, what you were talking about, you know, screaming into a pillow. Another technique is in your car, right? You've got privacy in your car and just releasing the tension by screaming into the car. And uh, and hopefully you are not in a parking lot when that happens.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, but- the idea with that is too, which is really important, especially with what we have going on right now with this pandemic that's going on. Mm -hmm. That this is a way to release it that you're not projecting onto somebody else, right? You're not somebody else. Key point. Yeah. When you use these tools and which is super important, and this was important before this all started, but it's especially important now because how can you find some healthy ways to release these emotions like fear and anxiety and grief? A lot of us are going through grief Mm -hmm. or past trauma that might be resurfacing for us because we're in this state of uncertainty and panic right now.
0: So this is my bat. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So okay. it's like a, so you it's foam. Is
1: it foam? It's foam. Yeah. And you basically will hit this into, it's what I do with private clients. I We hit it into a big pile of blankets or a big pile of bolsters. And I've been teaching my private clients to do this at home also. So that, you know, the idea is that you become your own best therapist. So I want to give people the tools for stress resilience, right? For mindfulness and meditation and breath work. And also these types of tools called rinsing and journaling and emotional release so that they can do that on their own once our program is complete
0: if that makes sense. It absolutely right does. Time together,
1: yeah.
0: And I think that makes sense too, what you said about the journaling. I know one thing with my Heal Your Life work that we really encourage people to do is the journaling piece for releasing. And then, you know, you can use a pillow and just whatever comes into your mind and just, you know, taking it out on that pillow or, you know, like you said, you know, screaming into the pillow, whatever it is. And I really liked what you said about releasing without projecting it onto someone else. Right.
1: And that's super important because, and it's so funny, it kind of gives me chills because I've been talking about this for years that, you know, we're all walking around with these unhealed wounds, right? We're all walking around triggering each other, projecting onto each other every single day. But when you add what's going on right now with a pandemic, that is all super exacerbated and, you know, exemplified, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And most people are not aware. I call it like living in the matrix, right? People aren't aware of how their behavior or how their words are affecting other people or how their thoughts are starting this thought loop that of course now I'm super familiar with, right? The thought, emotion, behavior loop. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what that was seven years ago. I had no idea. If Someone would have told me, you know, your toxic thoughts or your negative thoughts or getting into rumination or getting into catastrophizing is going to lead to XYZ, I would have had no idea what they were talking
0: about. Absolutely. And you know, It just becomes such a habit, the thought, emotion, and behavior that it just becomes our new normal. And that's really what we want to avoid. And especially in a time, like you said, you know, with the pandemic going on and so on. And We don't want to buy into these beliefs, whether it's about our health and our safety or whether it's about our finances and the economy. We don't want to have, you know, the thought, I'm going to lose all my money. The economy is crashing. There's not going to be enough for everyone, which then, of course, brings you into that emotion of fear and anxiety. And then your behavior follows that right? What we want to do is really control our thoughts and know that there is enough for everyone, that we are safe, that this too shall pass, and that we are all getting through it. It's new for all of us and everything's going to be okay. Everything will work out for our highest good. And so I really want to encourage the viewers and the listeners to really embrace what Jenny was saying about being aware of that loop, your thoughts, your emotions, your behaviors, really be aware of it. So just, you know, even as you go throughout your day today, kind of try and catch yourself when you Start down a loop and say, okay, now I, I know where this is going and I'm going to change the direction. Absolutely. I really appreciate you sharing that. Mm-hmm. I really do. So I wanted to ask you one more thing before we go. And that is again about these patterns that we were just talking about. So I just advise the listeners and the viewers to catch themselves in that loop. One thing that you have, teach is that you can decide to change your life and patterns at any time. Mm-hmm. So how would you intercept that loop? So It's interesting
1: because it all starts with self-awareness, right? And it sounds really simple. But once you have identified that there's something, a loop, a a thought pattern that you want to stop, right? That's not working for you anymore. Mm-hmm. Once you identify that, so let's just use a common one is perfectionism or the inner critic voice, right? That voice that tells us, who do you think you are? I'm not good enough, right? That loop that we all have, right? So one of the things I talk about is you know, asking yourself on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the loudest, how loud is your inner critic voice? Because I had an extremely loud inner critic voice and my perfectionism was very loud. And there's actually seven different types of inner critics. And one of them is perfectionism. And the other one that is very common is the taskmaster. And the taskmaster is the one that's associated with workaholics or the people that feel like they never get enough done and they make a list of say a hundred things when realistically you can only get 10 things done at once. Uh, you know, in one day, I'm, I'm just using that as an example. But as far as being able to change that thought loop, once you identify that this is something that's not working for me anymore, like for example, I don't want to bring perfectionism into every situation that I have and being able to identify that. I am bringing these expectations, right? So this is a huge one. I want your listeners to hear this because this is probably one of the most common things that, you know, I thought loop patterns that I deal with is people bringing their expectations into any situation and if bringing the judgment into the situation and if the, the expectation and the judgment, right? The, the judging of the not meeting of the expectations from a perfectionist standpoint, when it doesn't look exactly that way, whether it's planning your kid's birthday party, or it's something at work, or it's your husband's not acting exactly the way you think he, quote, should be. (laughs) That's what causes the most suffering. But once you choose that you don't want that pattern anymore, then every time you are aware of that thought coming in, you can redirect it, right? So, and you actually create that new neuron pathway. So that's what's so cool. I'm sure you've heard of neuroplasticity and the neuroscience piece of it. That I could talk about this all day, but that's what I think is so fascinating. Because I was into my 40s before I changed all these patterns. I mean, they were things that I did the rest of my my whole life, and I don't have them anymore. I don't beat myself up anymore. I don't have perfectionism. I, you know. So just the fact that you can do it and through meditation, through breath work, through self awareness, whether it's yoga, whether you choose to do Tai Chi as a form of movement, you know, all these things together is what helps you create these new neuron pathways and these new patterns. And then the old one gets weakened. And like you said, then the new normal feels normal and the old pattern doesn't feel right anymore. So like if I ever get into a loop of beating myself up, it doesn't feel normal anymore. And so
0: I get out of it more quickly. If that makes sense. Absolutely. The behavior follows. I could just talk to you all day. I love what you're sharing. I want to tell the listeners how they can hear you more and learn more about you. You have on Facebook, you are at Wise Mind Yoga Meditation and Mindfulness Center. So, Wise Mind Yoga Meditation and Mindfulness Center. But also, you have a free group on Facebook. I would really encourage, if you like what you're hearing, and I know you do, go ahead and join this group Wise Mind Science and Soul of Success Tribe. Wise Mind, Science and Soul of Success Tribe. I'm sure you talk about these things there. Yes, I do. And I would be really interested to learn more about, you know, the voices of the inner critic that you were talking about. Do you have this at your Facebook group as well? I do. I actually did a talk on that. Gosh, at this point, it was over a month
1: ago. But yeah, I have a recorded video on the seven types of inner critics. Yeah, I will be checking
0: that out. And it's on the group? Yes, it's in yes. group. Mm-hmm. Okay, Wise Mind Science and Soul of Success Tribe. On Instagram, you can find Jenny at Jenny, that's J-E-N-N-I-E, Wise Mind Yoga. Again, the website is, help me out here. Um, It's www.wisemind, W-I-S-E,
1: mind as in mind, I can't spell, M-I-N-T.com. I can't even spell right now, wisemindyoga.com forward slash meditation. So www.wisemindyoga.com forward slash meditation.
0: Okay, perfect. So wisemindyoga.com forward slash meditation. Jenny, thank you so much for being on the show. We speak the same language and I just love what you're
1: doing in the world. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you so much for inviting me and like taking the time for me to share my story and to share all these tools and lessons learned and soul lessons. And that's why I'm so passionate about this because I just want to share you know, what I've taken seven years to learn so that somebody else doesn't have to try to fumble around to figure this stuff out. So that's the work that I'm trying to do. And people need it now more than ever.
0: They absolutely do. And you're doing an amazing job of uplifting people and helping them identify those behaviors and change their life. Thank you for everything that you do. So it's Jenny. And do you have an email address I can share? Yeah, so
1: it's Jenny, J-E-N-N-I-E dot wise mind yoga at gmail.com
0: perfect go ahead and reach out to jenny there and at her website wisemindyoga.com thanks again for being on the show it's been fabulous i can't wait to learn more about you thank you so much namaste namaste thank you. thank you for joining us today it is my true desire that you have been inspired and felt a sense of connection with the words being shared If you have an inspirational story to share on how you have overcome adversity and created an exceptional life, please visit my website, victoriajohnson.org. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next time.